got teeth standing in the way. No way! Handle your business, man. Everything you got. It's time for Two Bucks and a Nut. Featuring original silver bullet, Matt Finkus. And Captain Zach Bourne. With the loudest man in morning radio, the Torg. Here we go. Bourne's out this week. He'll be back next week. Rolling it out. We'll be on iTunes starting next week. It should be up today, but we'll probably throw it up on the Torcast. Maybe it'll be on the Two Bucks and the Nut iTunes page. But we're going to get a website. Where, where are you listening to this right Exactly. What are you doing right now? <laughs> right now. Apps coming. Where are you? A new QFM apps coming where you can find us. It's all coming, folks. We're so, growing. It's going to be kind we, of a big deal. We are growing. It really is a big deal. So two bucks and a nut. Torg Finkus in this week. Zach will be back next week. Zach's taking out the trash. I tell you what, Indiana, and we talked about it when we were wrapping up the podcast, how close they play this team at times. It wasn't close at the end, but Indiana did some things right. Their offensive line played well, and they took the offensive philosophy that every team should when they play the ball. You should. You said it last week, Matt. The map to beat the Buckeyes, I don't know if you're going to beat the Buckeyes, but the map to try to beat the Buckeyes is already laid out. Yeah. Remember when Tress was coaching here? He would run the same play to the right like four times in a row until you stopped it. Yeah. Teams are going to continue to pass against the Buckeyes until you stop it. Yeah, I mean, and, and granted, I said this on the post-game show too, playing defensive back, whether it's in college football or the NFL, is probably the hardest position to play. Just be, The rules are stacked against you. It, the game is made to make you irrelevant. And you don't know where the ball's going. They, they know the, no they know the pattern. You don't. You, don't know, I mean, you don't know when you can touch a guy, when you can't touch a guy. You don't know how tight the refs are going to call things, how they're not going to call things. It, it is. It is. I'm the first to say, these guys are put at a severe disadvantage from the get-go, just oh, by the rules of the game. Why do you think the Cincinnati Bengals and the Minnesota Vikings the last five years drafted William Jackson, the kid from Michigan State, yeah. Kirkpatrick, uh, you know, Minnesota did Hughes and Rhodes and I mean, Wade. It, it is and, a premium position. Yep. Urban Meyer recruits it as a premium position. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we've had a ton of guys come through here, first-round picks. But what you're seeing right now are guys that just aren't quite ready. You take this defensive backfield and advance them one year into next season, and they will be an elite-level defensive backfield. They've, they've got the talent. They've got the ability. They've got to work on the skill. They've got to work on the technique. Um, you know, you can't play man coverage and let a guy inside. I mean, that, that, that's just – you learn that in high school. You cannot play man coverage in the slot and let a guy inside and run a slant route. You just can't do it. It's it's impossible. The harder throw is always to the outside. You force the guy to the outside, make the quarterback, make the longer throw, go try to tackle They're doing him. that too. Yeah, go try to tackle <laughs> him for a five-yard gain. Yeah. But, I mean, you can't fall for the double moves. You you can't – you know, you've got to be able to play – if you're going to play man coverage, you got to be able to play it well. You got to be able to play it really, 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 really well because it's unbelievably hard and difficult to do. So we're not doing that well. Urban Meyer said in his press conference yesterday, "We're, just, we're that's what we're going to keep doing it. We're just going to get better at it." I don't know if if that's possible. He I don't hinted know if to changes after the game. Yeah, he hinted to changes. Hey, maybe we need to change it up. You made a great observation during the game, and this holds true. I, and I mentioned this to Tim May on the uh, Torgan Elliott show on Monday. The Vikings play man. And Mike Zimmer, they were getting torched. He played zone. They played zone against the Eagles at times, and they improved their pass defense. Here's the thing. You can make cover four look like cover five. 
mean, for for and, and so cover four is a zone coverage where you're basically playing quarters of the field. You know, the corner it's almost a man principle on the outside. Your safeties are a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. They help out in the middle of the field. Uh, cover five is basically five underneath man. Two safeties over the top playing, you know, playing safety position. So it's a man under principle. You can make those coverages look the same. You can disguise them to look the same. You know, we we disguise things that kind of look like cover three. You know, kind of look like cover six. But but we end up playing man. You know, we walk our linebackers up into the line of scrimmage, and it looks like we're coming every play, and we play man coverage. Which is fine if you can play man coverage. My senior year, we had Sean Springs, we had Ty Howard, and we had Antoine Winfield. Those are our, th- our three corners. Two we, of them were first-round picks. We played man coverage yeah. almost every single play. And the plays that we didn't play man coverage, we played cover four that looked like man coverage. Tink How- Ty Howard was a third-round pick. Ty Howard was a yeah. third-round pick. Yeah, I mean, and our safeties were Rob Kelly and Damon Moore. So, I mean, when you have the horses... You can do that. When you have Bradley Roby and Marshawn Lattimore and Eli Apple and, Eli Apple and, and, and Denzel Ward, and Den- when you yeah. have those guys, you can do that all day long. These guys might be there, but they're not there yet. So you've got to, in my in my opinion, you know, you can try to recruit to your philosophy uh, in college football a lot, but at, at this point in the season, you're halfway through the season, and your defensive backs, I haven't seen a ton of improvement. I have not seen a ton of improvement. I think Pryor has gotten better as far as his tackling and his angles. Um, you know, Sheffield maybe a little bit better. I mean, I think that they've gone away from him because he probably is their best cover corner. You know, you saw Arnett get picked on. I thought he was going to be the guy this year. I did too. I thought you know, he was next first round pick. I thought that he was going to be the guy. He's getting picked on. You know, so so I mean, your corners, Wade will be good. You they, know, they'll you got all guys be good. Be good. They, they've got the talent to Akuda be good. Will be good. Just not this year. Yeah. They're, they're not good gonna, Good this year, and I think it's going to be a, a real reach to see them be an elite-level defense continuing to play man coverage this season. So you mix in the man coverage, and you mix in your blitz packages, but you play cover four. You, you've got to play some cover four. You've got to play some cover two. You've got to stop these big plays from happening. you got to stop the slant going for 93 yards. You can't do that. And cover four, that won't happen. You know, people point out this isn't a championship defense. Of course not, because you're not playing the championship. You For the next five weeks, your goal as a team is don't goof it up. And that's gotcha. five weeks. you got to buy in there. Don't goof it up. You can beat the way they're playing now defensively. Oh, they can play man coverage against Minnesota uh, and Purdue. Yes, you and will beat all of them. And you'll beat everyone. And Nebraska And you even. should beat Michigan. Yeah, I mean. Michigan will be a beaten team by the time you play them at home. Michigan, if they survive this next stretch with, what is it, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and somebody Penn else. State. Penn State. Next three games for them is Wisconsin. I mean, if they can survive that winning two of those games – I would be impressed. If they lose two, it's kind of what I expect. Uh, yeah, I think that they're going to lose two. I think they'll lose to Wisconsin. I think they'll beat Michigan State, and I think that they'll lose to Penn State. Yes. I think that's what's going to happen with them. Either way, I mean, t- talent-wise, Ohio State can run the table with their schedule. They can beat Wisconsin with their schedule. I if think Wisconsin, they can beat Wisconsin, Wisconsin as well. Wisconsin's the same team they were last year. They've got a really good running game. I think their defense is not as good as it was last year. At what point, though, if you're young... And Hornibrook still sucks. For those for those defensive backs, at what point do you start getting it? They're not getting it right now. They continue... This defense continues to get beat with the long pass. Or not even the long pass, the short pass. They're getting beat all around. They're getting it beat everything. Matter. I mean, they're, 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 so, Indiana receivers are running so five at, yards wide open. At what point do you... You should see improvement. You should have seen it by now, but what point? at what point? Because well, they usually say, like, well, by bowl season, you're not a freshman anymore. No, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you should see improvement now. But here's the here's the thing. Ohio State's goal isn't to win the Big Ten. Let's be honest. It's not. 
Ohio State's goal is to win the national championship. Yes. And that's what the fans expect. That's what the coaches expect. That's what the national media expects, to be in that 14 playoff and competing. They can run the table playing exact. I mean, they can not play their best game, and I agree. Urban Meyer said they've, they've not put together a good four quarters. They've not played their best. I agree with that. And they can win the rest of their games by not doing that. As long as they don't turn the ball over, and as long as they, you know, as, as Haskins and that offense is still running as effectively as they are, and I don't really see everyone's complaining about the running game. We get five to seven yards a carry. That's a good running game. I think it's a lack of running game because they're not handing it off. Maybe if that's your criticism, that's fine. But they're doing. I think they're fine. The, I yeah, think the running backs running themselves are, are fine. fine. Yeah, the running game is fine. I mean, I, I think that you know they got exposed a little bit with some interior penetration. They came back this week, and you know they they if they do it again next week, uh, Minnesota's got a better defense. They're going to be fine. The off if the offense continues to do it, I don't think that there's a team in the country, Alabama included, that can cover our wide receivers and skill positions. I would agree with to that. a man. I, I don't – I mean, the way that the wide receivers have developed and the accuracy of Haskins, as long as he's not too pressured in the pocket, if they can provide him protection, I don't think there's a defensive backfield in the country that can cover us. Now, can our defense stop a, an Alabama team throwing the football? Which they're, with Tua right now, they're a throwing football Tua team. Tua is good. He's good, and they're throwing the football really well, and they've got wide receivers who are really good. That matchup to me, I mean, for the Ohio State fans and – I was I was defending your boy Herb Street again today because you know Ohio State fans are like oh you keep crowning Alabama and they don't play they don't have to play anybody they beat everybody by sixty they're I Alabama care, I don't care how good you are or how bad the competition is you can tell talent Alabama's got the talent yeah. now they're going to run into a tough stretch here with Georgia LSU. Uh, you know the the, the media. Well, I don't schedule. think they play Georgia until the SEC title game. They're not on the schedule. That would be an SEC title. Oh, game. that'd be an SEC. So yeah. they got LSU. They've got they got at LSU. They got Auburn still to play. What so Alabama I mean, has? Yeah, they have uh, LSU, Kentucky, which all of a sudden is ranked. Auburn. Well, they, LSU. Were, they were undefeated until, or they're still undefeated. Yes. Or do they get beat? No, they're they're, uh, they're, they're like seventeenth ranked. And with Georgia, it's LSU, Florida, UK, and Auburn as well. Yeah. So, I mean, those teams, they can run the table there. I don't know about Georgia. Uh, I, I'm still – if you want to criticize an SEC team for being overrated, I think it's Georgia. It's not Alabama. But that's how it's going to be because yeah. this is the way college football is. It's a beauty contest. Whoever yeah. looks the best from the year before, it kind of carries over unless you have humongous losses from the NFL draft. Even then, teams like Alabama and Ohio State reload. They're never down. Well, I think, I mean, you look at, at the true, if I had to pick the top four teams in the country right now, as, uh, as I've seen them, Alabama one, Ohio State two, Georgia probably is, is my number three team. And I don't know if I even put Clemson in there. I might put Penn State at four. I think Penn State really impressive this year. I think, I don't know if I put Clemson in there. I mean, and they're not going to play another ranked team, not even in the in the ACC championship game. Clemson maybe. plays NC State this week that are ranked number 20. And I, I tell you what, I, I, I even think if Clemson comes out and let's say they clean house, I think a one-loss Penn State team is better than than a undefeated Clemson team. Oh, I think so too. That's the problem. We take uh, that's the problem with college football. It's the haves and haves not. There's too many teams, and they allow the schedule. The conferences are too big, where it's top heavy. Where do all the best kids in college football want to go? You want to go to a power team. Yeah. I think there's ten teams that come. You can go down. 
Penn State, Ohio State are the two teams where they recruit better than everyone, right? Sure. Two teams. Then the leftovers are, are Michigan, Michigan, and Michigan State, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Not even Wisconsin. Recruits, now, they Wisconsin, just coach them up. Yeah, they, they do. They get the home of the three-star guys, maybe a couple four-star. They have yeah. a philosophy where they run the ball. They get big offensive linemen, big defensive linemen, and they win in the trenches, and they have a style that works. Wisconsin does not need – it's like their basketball team. They do not need five-star guys to compete in the conference. But yet, because of where they are at in the West, they get a huge advantage because Nebraska sucks big yeah. time, and all the other teams are horrible. Everybody's in the East that's the power. So Wisconsin knows we are pretty much going to get to the Big Ten title game. All we got to do is get good people, and they get a good running back. They always get a four-star running back. You go to the SEC, Alabama, yeah, Georgia, Auburn, LSU. Yeah. I mean, and how many teams you have? Those are four, yeah. Then you go to the Pac-12, it's USC, Oregon, every now Washington. You got so my, – my point is there's 10 to 15 teams – when it comes to high school football all over the country where everybody wants to play. Sure. Right? That's yeah. where they want to play. Yeah. And the Minnesotas and the Purdue's and the Maryland's and the you yeah, know everybody else left over. The the unbalance in talent, the balance is unbelievable and it's a huge mismatch to the point where we're talking right now about the next five games. All you got to do is be average, and you're going to win. Yeah, you just roll out your hat for the next five games. You don't. If you and don't the Big have Ten's five, down this year. If you don't have five or six turnovers, you're not losing these next four or five games. Yeah, and you're that's not. unfortunate because college football is a better game than the pros. They are not throwing the flags twenty times a game like yeah. the NFL. You are not getting the. How about t- Drew Brees getting flagged for the celebration? Uh, last we're we're going to get to that on Thursday's. <laughs> we're going to get to that on Thursday's podcast. Oh, that's ridiculous. My goodness. But the game's so good. And the problem is, if college football just tweaked it a little bit, yeah. just a little bit, imagine how fan. Because I, I, I believe it. If when they do the favorite sports, it's NFL one, college football two, and it's a big mar- margin. Did you yeah. see the? Did you see the ratings on Sunday? No. No one got a one share. And this is sixty minutes. <laughs> this is the Simpsons. Whatever, right? Yeah. Football got a twelve share. That's crazy. Remember that Skaggs? Put, put on your mic. Skaggs uh, produces the podcast. He produces the morning show. Cuba. Uh, we had that that today, right? Not not a single show on network TV had a one except for football at a 12, correct? Yep, that's absolutely correct. That is unbelievable. Yeah. And that is why where people say, well, I'm not going to watch. They're kneeling and I'm not going to watch. There's penalty. NFL doesn't care. Yeah. Because NFL's Cause, making money. Because they don't. They, yeah, there's nothing else out there. It's the same argument I would say to people when they say baseball's dead. No one's going anymore. Baseball makes more money yeah. than ever before. Now, this year in attendance, they're a little down, I believe, but they make more money because their TV contracts, yeah. the streaming revenue, the all the areas of income that are coming in. I got news for you, folks. No one gives a crap what you think yeah, your as long as the working. money's coming. Yeah. It's not working. The whole I'm not watching, Who gives, guess what? Yeah. You, don't have a Nielsen, you don't have a Nielsen box. Yeah. They don't give a crap about you. Or you're really you. watching. Yeah, you're or you're really you're not, watching. Yeah. yeah. I, I can tell you this. Last week, I watched the Browns. I did not watch the Vikings play the Rams. Because I just got sick of watching crap football where they throw. Now I can't went back and watched it, yeah. so I guess that counts. I did watch eventually, <laughs> but I just didn't watch it live. Yeah. No one cares what you think. The NFL doesn't care what you think. That's why, to me, if you give someone an alternative, college football, if you tweak this a little bit, you would get. I like matchups where you're playing, uh, like the SEC, where you look at Alabama's schedule. You look at it, LSU, Auburn. Right, yeah. Kentucky's good. I look if if I'm a Georgia fan, look at LSU, Florida, Kentucky, and Auburn. 
to me, I got six games less than four is that. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Then I look at the Buckeye schedule and I see Minnesota, Purdue, Nebraska, Michigan State, Maryland. I want to punch myself in the throat. Well, but I think that you Or kick you in the nuts because you play there. But they're but they're front loaded. So Ohio State's first five games, you played TCU, you played Yeah, Penn no, State. I get that. I know you know I know but I live now, I don't live back yeah. then. Those so, are the I mean, other podcasts. Ohio State had Give me that when in I was there. happy three weeks ago. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that if if the SEC is gonna continue to only schedule Eight conference games. Yeah, and cupcakes. That's fine. And Cal Poly at then, the end of the then year. What they should do is uh, the other the other league should do the same thing that that they do. Schedule eight. But conference they, they'll games. get criticized, unlike the SEC. No, they won't. I mean, because I mean, if you if you have half a brain, oh, Paul Feinbaum would look for. Yeah, but he's only, it rip. doesn't matter. He's going to do that anyway. So just say, well, hey, you, you guys are doing it. We're going to do the same thing that you guys are going to do. Now, ideally, what the NCAA should do if they wanted a good product. Now, they'd have to go to an 18 playoff to do this. Because yeah. there's no way you could do this with a 14 playoff. It'd be too subjective. There'd be too many good games in there. But if you went to an 18 playoff where you took the five power conference, five champs, you added in the best non-power five school, and then you took two at large, I think that you could do a eight-game conference schedule for each team. You do two games of the season where you play crap teams, and you just go get you know little sisters of the poor. And go play get them. your Akron's. Yeah, go get your Akron's. Go get your Youngstown your States teams, or whatever your you want to do. USA. And then the other two games, you 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 cross conferences and you play one from each division because everyone has two divisions. And so if you're number one, if you're Alabama and you're the number one team in the SEC West, you play the number one teams in the SEC or in the or Big top Ten four. East. Or top four. One versus four, four versus one. Yeah, you could do yeah. that if you want to. Because you don't want to you don't want the kill your playoffs. Yeah, yeah, you want you, one versus four where it's still good enough yeah. where Wisconsin's playing Alabama and Ohio State's playing Auburn, but you're not playing Georgia State, versus, yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're I mean, not you, doing that. That's you, much better. Yeah, you could do that too. So I mean, that that would be, but but yeah, why would they not do that? And then, but then you again, you with the chance of those losses, you'd have to go to an 18 playoff. Because I'll tell you this, Texas, if they have one loss, I would take them over Clemson right now. I would take Texas a one loss if, so Texas if Texas continues the, the table, if Texas runs the table with their, they play West Virginia, correct? They play West Virginia. They got to play. They, they already beat, they a, beat a ranked Oklahoma. They beat a TCU. To me, the resume says everything. Not a win loss. Yeah, it's who you play and who you beat. Yeah, you can have a. You know what? They dropped the ball against Maryland. That's fine. That was first week of the season. And when you look what Texas has done since, then they've struggled. But now they're picking it up. And when you start beating good teams and start beating ranked teams, right? They have Oklahoma State. Think uh, of this, though. I mean, you can have. I would take Texas in that resume over an undefeated resume with Clemson. You could, you could theoretically have. I mean, and, and this would be crazy if they did this, but real, but but I mean, the the Pac twelve's done. They're out. Yes, they're, they're out. No, no they teams. Lost, Washington yeah. lost to Auburn. They're, yeah. that's it. They're done. So so Pac twelve is out of it. If the Big twelve, if everyone has one loss in the Big twelve, or if your champ is a one loss Texas team with a horrible loss. Do, do to Maryland. Big, well, but wait, does Big 12 have a – they've got a championship game now. Yeah, they do. Yep. So so what if everyone in the Big 12 has two losses? So what if your Big 12 champ has, has two losses? Then they're done. Then they're done too. You, you could theoretically see if Alabama and, and Georgia play in the Big 10 champ – or Big 12 or whatever, the SEC championship game, and it's a close game again, and then you've got Ohio State and they run the table on everybody – Penn State runs the table on everybody else. What if you just had two SEC and two Big Ten teams in the playoffs? You had uh, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Penn State. They will do. They whatever might they... be the four best teams yeah. in the country. Yep, they will do everything in their power 
to have two SEC teams. I think they so, will too. do everything in their power. They will go out of their way to do it. And you know what? The SEC is the best conference this year. It is. It is, it is the best conference this year. I mean, you look top to bottom: Alabama, Georgia, LSU. I mean, Kentucky, Auburn. I mean, they're their top five versus our top five is night, no question. Night and and you know why? Because they beat their out of conference games. Michigan's yeah. party loses to Arizona State. They lost last week. They're, it's just too much losing. Tell you what, though, if you're a defensive coordinator, you're playing against Ohio State. I think you bring the pressure all day long, right? I think you have to. You yeah, got to I mean, bring the pressure you, all day you gotta long. You got to get. And I, I'm sick of the Dwayne Haskins runs. Can yeah. we get rid of those, please? Well, I think they were just doing that to try to, you know, provide a little bit what, of four space. four times? Yeah, but I think they were just trying to provide a little bit of space and get the linebackers from from coming downhill on the running back so hard that saying, hey, maybe. I mean, and if he pops one for 20 one time. That's not happening. It's not going to happen, but I, but I think you. <laughs> we know that's But I'm, I'm not. I'm fine with that. I mean, you got to try it. Just, I mean, they're, they're people dropping when they know it's run. They drop eight in the box, and and it's tough. And but we're st- again, we're still getting three, five yards because our running backs are ridiculously good. Oh, they're so good. But I mean, if you, I get that with Ryan Day and Kevin Wilson. Yeah, you, tell Dwayne Haskins to pull you know it one time. And if he runs for, if he happens to run for 15, 20 yards, then every defense corner is going to be like, oh crap! Now we got to do that. But now we, our, our guy's got to play his back. Of course, he can't run for fifteen yards. No, so you're can't. just back to doing what you do. You know what's amazing about this team? is you look at the receivers. Noah Brown, right? He was the last Buckeye drafted. Sixth-round Cowboys, right? Noah yep. Brown. I don't even know if he would be on the field on this team. All right, Is Noah Brown better than the receivers they have now? No. Is there any receiver that he's better than? No. This was, look, at, look at recent memory of Buckeye receivers. We'll go back to the 2006, right? We'll go back 12 years. Okay. You had Anthony Gonzalez... You had, uh, oh, who's the big kick returning place for the Saints right now? Uh, Ted Ginn. Ted Ginn yep. and Roy Hall, all draft picks, right? Mm-hmm. And that was as good as it gets. And then you had the Devin Smith, um, Devin Smith, Evan Spencer. Yeah. Both played in the league. And one's, I think one's still in the league. And No, they're both They're out. both gone, right? Yeah, they're both done. Now you look right now. Is there a guy, Paris Campbell's in? All of them probably going to get a tryout in the they'll NFL, get, yeah, right? They'll all get a shot. But there's no go-to guy because I think they're all good. Yeah, I agree. And, and I, that's that's a problem for them. It's good for Ohio State. Yeah, I think, and that's why I go back to what we talked about at the beginning. I don't think that, that there's a secondary in the country that across the board can match up. Especially with this quarterback where he gets rid player. of it so yeah, quickly. I mean, he's, he's really good. He's accurate. I mean, as long as you can keep him clean. He's going to be good. It, it goes back to your defense, whether they have the guys to match up, and that goes the other way as well with Ohio State. Who's going to match up? And then when and you got to assume that Nick Bosa might be healthy before Michigan, right? He ain't coming back, dude. You don't think he's coming back he at all? Not coming back. You don't think he's coming back at all? I would be shocked if Nick Bosa plays another down for Ohio State. If he's healthy, would he play another down for Ohio State? If he's healthy, but I mean the surgery that he had. I mean you're repairing a muscle. I mean, when you repair a muscle, I don't have muscles, so I, know. I don't know. So I mean, I'm explaining yeah, this to you. Okay. That's why. Okay. Uh, when you repair well, you a muscle, did a diagram of muscle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it takes a long time for that to repair. I mean, you can't rush that. I mean, that's why hamstring injuries take so long. Because I mean, you're you're repairing a muscle. You're actually unless you have surgery, that muscle's repairing itself. But remember when Mike Weber, when they talked about having the surgery on yep, his hamstring, yep, yep. they said if he does the surgery on his hamstring, he's out for the year. He's done. It's the same thing. I mean, when you repair muscles. When you tear a muscle and it's torn, that, that, that's a big, big deal. And I can't imagine him coming back. I mean, maybe if it's the playoffs and the doctors say, you are good to go, you're 100%. 
but I can't see him coming how, back. How the comfortable you are you that this pass rush because against Indiana, eh? Maybe it was an off week. I give Indiana well, no, credit. Indiana, you, they kept the running backs in. Yep. They kept the tight end a lot of times, so they max protected. I give Indiana a lot of credit. They, just, they, they, they had a better scheme, yep. and, and here's the thing. You've got to adjust to that. Okay, we can't get there with four. They're they're double-teaming our ends. They're the running backs staying in. So, you know, our hug blitzes, we're coming in there, and we're just we're staying. Go, go play. Let's play cover four then. That's fine. Give give our guys in the secondary a little bit better chance to cover because it's a lot easier to cover for, for four seconds or three or four seconds in zone than it is to cover for three or four seconds in man. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, freshman quarterback, had a good running back. Out, out. They're Best an out defensive team. players out, out. too. It's, it's going to be the struggle bus I for don't, the Gophers. I don't know what the spread is, nor do I care. If I'm going to guess on a final score, I think the Buckeyes score in the 60s. They can if they choose. Well, I think you might see Tate Martell this week. Here's the thing with the uh, – yeah, Tate Martell's got one – well, no, he doesn't have to redshirt anyway. So um, the thing with – and what you saw against Indiana and what you see – I mean, you saw it with Penn State versus Illinois – and you see these teams that, that hang around, Ohio State has so much depth and talent that eventually in the fourth quarter, if you're an inferior team and you're not up by a bunch and you're not putting Ohio State in an, in an uncomfortable – now, I mean, only winning by seven, that's not uncomfortable for Ohio State. Yeah. If you put Ohio State down 14, that's uncomfortable for them. Although in, we saw against Penn State, they can handle that kind of thing. Ohio State's depth and talent is going to overtake the game at some point against these inferior teams, and it's going to be in the fourth quarter. So even if things are close for three quarters... I don't even think they can for Minnesota. I think Minnesota, talent-wise, one of the worst teams in the league after the injury bug. They're 3-2. and They've lost two straight. I think things are going in a downhill. I think it's going to be bad. Yeah, I think it's going to be bad. You're back home again against... I mean, the weather is going to be nice. It's... You know, you got a normal fall day. I think it's going to be fine. And then you go to Purdue, and everyone's like, oh, that Purdue game is going to be such a trap game because it's at night now. Like, have you ever been to, to West Lafayette? It smells like cheese. Their their atmosphere for a football game is maybe the worst in the Big It's like this podcast. They, yeah, it's they, the <laughs> atmosphere for this podcast right here. Yeah, they don't it's care. It's louder here with me. There's a bunch of smart people at Purdue. Yes. They're engineers. They don't care about football, really. They're, that's not a – like, I just I saw everyone when they announced the 730 game for Purdue, like, oh, my God, so many bad memories of Ohio State and Purdue. Like, Drew Brees ain't there anymore. You know, it's going to be okay. You know, in the morning we were talking about this, and I said, this is perfect, the Purdue and – Jerry and Skaggs, no, it's horrible. for. And I know it's perfect because Urban Meyer, every kid who plays Friday can watch them play Saturday. Yeah. That's what that's what the ultimate goal is here, folks. Yeah. Not who can, who cares about the matchup that the the Buckeyes are playing prime time. Every kid across the country, you say, well, they got to see him. But yes, you get to see him again. Yeah. Here and they you get are to again. see him beat someone else again. And they're going to beat about prime Purdue time exposure. mercilessly. What's Purdue's record right now? It's got to be you. Horrible. You tell me, folks. And no one out there listening, you tell me, I'll use a local kid, Jalen Gill, right? Westerville South, yeah. right? Now with the Buckeyes. You tell me Jalen Gill, let's say Jalen Gill is a senior in high school and is undecided, right? Having a all-state type of season. And he's watching TV and he sees the Buckeyes beat TCU. He's watching the TV, he sees Buckeyes bond Penn State. And he's watching the Buckeyes play Purdue on ABC, and you know what? It doesn't matter if it's Ohio State versus Purdue or Ohio State versus Trump University. 
<laughs> Jalen Gill's looking at it and saying, damn, if I go to Ohio State, I'm going to play on national TV even when they take on even Purdue. Even when they're awful. Even when they play Purdue. Yeah. Don't look at it as you the fan. No one gives a crap about you. Yeah. Look at it as what this does to Ohio State. It puts them on national TV. And I will still, if someone says that will be the lowest football game on primetime, I say bull crap because it's the Buckeyes. Yeah, I say to watch. Bull crap. Yeah, I mean, people, people will watch. So, it might not be number one, but nah, people will watch. But Purdue, they, they lost to Northwestern right out of the gate. They lost to Eastern Michigan. They lost to Missouri, who's horrible in the SEC. And then they beat Boston College, and they beat Nebraska. I beat Nebraska. Yeah. Trump University beat them, too. Yeah, yeah Nebraska's yeah. not very good. Phoenix University, Holy the University smoly. of Phoenix. Online? Online beat Nebraska. <laughs> Franklin University? Franklin University. Columbus State beat Nebraska. Oh, that's bad. I, I, think, to, I think this week, I don't think it'll be as bad as when the Buckeyes play Nebraska. Because I've seen Nebraska play. You know who could play for Nebraska? And I would give him the ball like all the time, and he had a good week last week and lost. J.D. Spielman can play. Yeah. He's the only guy He's offensively the only guy who can play. I would give him the ball all the time. Yeah. He is the only guy who could play. He could play. J.D. Spielman could play anywhere. Yeah. Scott Frost has, has got a minor revolt on his hand, which is fine. I mean, he does. You, Everybody's you, transferring out. You've got to do something. I mean, I, they were not good. I mean, Nebraska was not good. They weren't playing up to their potential, they were on the struggle bus. I think Scott Frost came in and challenged people, and he's weeding out the the, the fodder. He's just he's yep. saying, "Hey, you don't want to be on board, but that's fine." And he's like, "I'm going to be here next year." Yeah, Tom Osborne ain't getting rid of me. No, I'm going to be here next year. You might not be here. I'm going to be here next year. So you either do what I say, or you're going to be gone. I don't know if he could turn it around. I think he can because I th- I'll tell you what Scott Frost can can do. He can recruit Florida, and he can recruit Texas. I think those are the two main. I mean, when when. If you look back historically when Tom Osborne was winning, when they were really good, they recruited Florida and Texas like crazy. And they got a ton of good kids out of Texas to go there. And that's where all the running they, – they got the big – The big they, offensive lineman, the big running back. Big offensive lineman, and they got the good running backs, and they got the skilled players. He's got to find himself a quarterback, which obviously he doesn't have one right now. So he's got to go out and get, get himself a quarterback, and he's got to have a good recruiting class this next year in Florida and Texas, and then he'll be fine. They'll yeah. turn it around. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's a culture change. I mean, they were horrible. They were they were really, really, were really, really bad. bad. But not this bad. They are awful no, right now. They're awful because the players are, are doing a little mini revolt. They're yep. throwing a temper oh, tantrum. How many guys have transferred out yeah, this year? Yeah, I mean, and Scott Frost is like, that's fine. You guys suck. You're yeah. awful. Yeah. You're awful. I, I mean, you guys quit. I mean, coaches calling out players, like these guys quit. They quit on the, on the field. I mean, you got to do that sometimes. And I think, I think Scott Frost will be just fine. This was going to be, I mean, when you have a program that's just kind of resting on its laurels and on its history. Yeah. I mean, Michigan is at the tipping point of this, I think. Yeah. They're really, really close to being this this school. But when you have a, a program like, oh, I'm at Nebraska, well, that used to mean something. But it doesn't now mean it anything means nothing right now. now. It means nothing. And so you got kids there with that kind of sense of entitlement, and they're not playing up to that level. And Scott Frost comes in and says, you guys suck. Like, I don't know. Like, Scott Frost is like, I was here when Nebraska was good. We won national championships when I was here. I know what it means to be a corn husker. I know what the black shirt defense was all about. You guys aren't it. I mean, in today's day and age, we know millennials that yep. 
turn tail and run a lot of times when, oh absolutely when that, when that comes across your desk couple things next week uh and remember on thursday the nfl podcast comes out where the browns won again they did and i will Zach's tell you on the road i will tell you the twitter community or the text communication between me Finkus, <laughs> and zach during sunday where i had to put him in his place but a couple things next week we got sponsors yeah you have a new open zach will be back we'll have a website we'll be have an itunes page We'll have a Facebook page. We'll have a Twitter feed. Things By are the way, happening here, Skaggs, people. Skaggs, me and you are running the face Twitter feed. You run the Facebook. That's probably You're good at that. That's probably a good thing. Yeah, I feel I'll like, run Twitter. I feel like I sh- I'm really good at Twitter. Ask Desmond Howard. Yeah, I'm really good yeah. at running Twitter. I, I feel like if I ran our Twitter page, it would be shut down eventually. <laughs> yes, it would be with your political views. Yes, it would be. But you stand by it. Hey. So that's what we got next week. We got sponsors, and we appreciate it. We got sponsors, a new open, and it's, it's kind of like we're rolling out. This was almost like it was preseason, Matt Finkus. Yeah, and now and then we're now getting into the meat of it. it's the regular season. Yeah. So we will see you next. We will see you on Thursday with our thoughts on the NFL. Your Bengals win again. I know. Yes. Two defensive behind. touchdowns. So we have that going Big on. Sam Hubbard. Getting it done. Huh? Yeah, man. So we got that coming up. So it is two bucks and a nut. Finkus, Bourne, and Torg, and we will see you Thursday and the next week. Remember, next Tuesday's the big one. We'll have our iTunes. I think the iTunes thing might be up right now, Matt. I don't even know. I, can, I am stupid. I Who knows? So we know will get it works. going, and we'll see you Tuesday.